Welcome to Dairy Stream, focused on issues affecting the dairy community and our customers. Hi, I'm your host, Mike Austin. Well, thank you once again for joining us for another special edition of Dairy Stream as we look at the pandemic and its impact on not only the nation's dairy industry, but in particular Wisconsin's dairy industry as well. Uh, we are pleased today to have John Umhafer with us. He's the executive director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association and certainly has some insight on how this does impact not only dairy producers, but processors. And when we talk about dairy in Wisconsin in particular, 90% of our milk does go into the manufacturing of cheese. And obviously with what's been happening and the social distancing and the closing of restaurants, it has an impact so much so, John, that we are now getting reports of, you know, farmers being told by some of their cooperatives and processors to think about dumping milk. And I guess the obvious question is, what has led us to that situation and where really have we been hurt as far as market potential? Well, good morning, Mike. It is a, uh, a difficult day because that news did break yesterday, but we do have an unprecedented situation in the industry and, and you can't use that word strongly enough. We've had incidents in the past, uh, in the past uh, 25 years, you look at uh, 9-11, or the market crash in 2008, 2009, where people avoided restaurants to some extent, restaurants didn't close, and people have been making that comparison. But this is a situation where we have, in a matter of days, seen 50% of the restaurants in the United States close or do limited offering through delivery, and nearly 80% of Americans are sheltering at home. This is unprecedented, and in dairy, you're looking at our largest market facing this closure. When you look at how dairy breaks out, you've got 44% of cheese in the United States moving into food service. That's your sit-down restaurants, it's your quick service restaurants, even the pizza chains, all, all of the food service. It includes schools, universities, colleges. It includes all institutions where people gather, nursing homes and hospitals. It, it includes destinations that people travel to. All of that uses up 44% of cheese in the United States. And even a portion of cheese that moves into a different channel is also used in food service because that other channel is food prepared by other companies and then that moves back in. So honestly, about half the cheese in the United States moves into this channel that has to some extent, gone away, or at least temporarily gone away. And in Wisconsin, where we're really the cheese kings, you've lost a massive market for product. And so people look at what they're seeing at retail, which is just one third of cheese sales, and they say, I see things flying off the shelf. But you've got half our market share has been decimated in an unprecedented fashion. And we are struggling as an industry to make up for that. Well, John, you know, from a farmer's perspective, where we're talking obviously about a supply problem, you can't just, you know, shut down your cows and stop the pipeline. What about for the processors? I mean, how has COVID-19 really impacted them in trying to make a supply shift uh, when it comes to milk and where it's going? Well, it's just amazing to watch our industry work together. I've never seen communication both between the, the farm side and the processor side. And then among processors, we've seen incidents where a single plant had a problem and the neighboring plants helped out. This has the entire industry buzzing and, and sharing ideas and even sharing milk and, and moving milk in different directions. Everyone is trying 
at their highest potential to get every drop of milk processed in Wisconsin and around the and around the country. And it's just proven to be too great a challenge in where we saw some of the milk just couldn't find a home in the last few days. And there's so many aspects to why this is happening. In addition to the lost food service market, you've also had dairy exports drop off and you've had work plants where plants where the workers are being socially distanced for their safety and, and it's the right thing to do, but that has reduced productivity. Uh, packaging lines are moving slower. And so you're losing the ability to process some milk when you do that. When you're doing the right thing for your workers, you, you basically are gonna take in less milk so that the, the process can move at a slower pace. And you've had some plants go to fewer days of production because they simply don't have a sale for the end product. And you need that sale for the end product to generate the dollars that you use to pay the dairyman. So in so many ways, we're seeing plants fighting to get that milk processed and to move it great distances, and in some cases, all the way to Florida with Wisconsin milk to make sure that they can get that milk processed. And we're just seeing now the beginning of where there's just a little bit too much milk to get that job done. John Umhafer is our guest. He's the executive director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. And John, we certainly appreciate your insights and candor. Uh, getting back to the initial conversation we had about milk dumping, as you're talking about, you know, moving the supply chain, what is going on. I know there are some dairy farmers that are preparing for the worst. Uh, just how concerned should they be? I mean, no one knows how long this uh, pandemic will be, how long we're going to do uh, the social distancing, things like that. So is this something that really have to brace for? Well, honestly, I think yes. We're, we're looking at a second quarter. A lot of the, the estimates I'm seeing are for second quarter, which is uh, April, May, June. This is when we're going to see at least for the first four weeks of that, maybe longer, uh, stay-in-home orders uh, for, for April. So you're going to see that food service industry still dormant, uh, still uh, in, a, in a coma, and uh, not taking the orders that they were. And, and we're hearing from processors that uh, they continue to see orders uh, being called away, being dropped by uh, various food service outlets. But they, but these cheese industry people, these butter industry people uh, are reacting, and they are looking for markets either in retail or they are taking that product and finding ways to, to move it to someone who can make a more storable product. And they even there's there's risk even there. And with the hope of a future sale, when you put it into something like a, an aged cheddar or a, some product that, that can last like a nonfat dry milk. But there is so much effort going on to make those kind of transactions happen where you are setting aside that milk for a future time to get that producer's milk processed and to get that producer paid. Going a little deeper into this, John, you know, beyond the market losses, you know, the uncertainties with available workers, you know, trucking, uh, packaging materials, ingredients, things like that. Uh, what stay steps beyond what you've kind of covered uh, has the processing community taken to ensure operations can continue through this crisis? Well, it, it's interesting. There has been uh, bottlenecks uh, that have appeared in on packaging and ingredient sides, but we're also, you know, at our association, we have over 600 members of the industry who are on the supply side. Big part of the industry, everyone that's supplying ingredients, technology, the, the cheese vat, the cheese uh, cultures, and th that side of the industry is uh, really the, the people on that side of the industry that are working in those plants are as heroic as the people we're seeing on the dairy farms and in the dairy plants working through a time when most people are, are staying at home. 
and they are working day and night. Uh, we are hearing about uh, bottlenecks really at, at distribution and trucking and at dock space time at, at operations uh, like grocery stores. So it's an interesting time. Everyone is uh, working through it as best they can, but we have not heard of anyone having inadequate supplies. Uh, so the cheese is getting made, the butter is getting made, uh, the milk is getting packaged. We just need to stay one step ahead of, of anything becoming uh, short. But at this time, we've not heard of anything that has is, is truly stopped production. Uh, so that's a good sign, and I think it'll continue. John Umhafer is our guest. He's executive director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. And before we take our first break, I do want to ask you a little bit about speaking about the WCMA. What really are you doing to support your processor members during this pandemic? Well, we've been reaching out to our members and we have over 100 companies that make cheese. We've got about 25 companies around the country that package cheese like a, like a Sergeno, for example. And then, as I mentioned, these 600 suppliers, we've been reaching out to each one. And what we're learning is, is the, it's the product mix that really matters. Some members are faring okay because they've, they've been in the retail space, but a great deal of our industry, obviously with half sales going to food service, a great deal is geared in our industry among, among members to, to sell cheese to restaurants and to schools and, and, and those markets. So we've been reaching out asking how we can help, how we can help them move product into different channels. Uh, you may have seen that FDA a few days ago said that you can take a food service package and take it to retail and it doesn't need the full nutrition label and other uh, FDA guidelines that are generally required. So that we're, that's great to see from the government. We are talking to our members about workforce issues. Uh, there's both the, the side of workforce issues that is what, what the government is offering through uh, the recent legislation and there's workforce issues related to the the CDC recommendations. We did come out recently alongside a Center for Dairy Research and Dairy Farmers of Wisconsin with an SOP, uh, an operating procedure for how to take care of workers, how to keep them safe in the plant, how to how to distance them, how to take breaks where people are in different rooms when they're on a break. Really the, the nuts and bolts of how to run a, a dairy plant through this time. And then what to do uh, to make sure your people are healthy. We're having people screen their workers, talk with their workers about their health, sending people home with pay if they are not feeling well or if they're showing symptoms of illness. All of that's happening. And then we're working on the policy side too. We feel as Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association that the best thing we could be doing right now is asking the U.S. government to purchase dairy products, including cheese and butter and, and a lot of the, the styles, the mozzarellas, the parmesans that go to food service, and to buy those up. Take some of this uh, $2 trillion package that was built for the United States and buy dairy products so that we can clear the market and keep all the milk flowing through dairy plants. And we'll be talking more about the CARES Act and some action that's been taken by the dairy industry and other farm groups in the state. Plus, how will this crisis change the dairy processing community, both long and short term? We'll continue that conversation in a matter of moments here on Dairy Stream. And we'll be right back with our Dairy Stream podcast after we hear from our sponsor. The Dairy Business Association is the leading dairy lobbying group in Wisconsin, focused on advocating for sensible state laws and regulations that affect the dairy community. The nonprofit organization is comprised of dairy farmers, milk processors, vendors, and other business partners who work collaboratively to ensure that dairy farms of all sizes have the support they need to keep America's dairy land strong. Learn more at dairyforward.com. 
Once again, thank you very much for joining us on this very interesting and important issue of Dairy Stream. As during this edition, we've been talking with John Umhafer, he is the executive director of Wisconsin's Cheesemakers Association. And before we took our break, John did mention the CARES Act, which is directing $14 billion to the Commodity Credit Corporation, $9.5 billion to a dedicated disaster relief fund for agriculture, and $25 billion for the SNAP program, and also $450 million to support food bank services to help you know, make sure we have food security. And John, you talked a little bit about uh, a recent letter that you were a part of with your organization, the uh, Cheesemakers and other dairy groups, along with a couple of key farm organizations. Have you gotten any response to this letter? And have you gotten any hints at all of when these dollars might be available to the dairy chain? Right. It was just yesterday, just last evening, in fact, that uh, Dairy Business Association, Edge Farm Cooperative, Farm Bureau, Cooperative Network, Farmers Union in Wisconsin, uh, professional dairy producers of Wisconsin, and ourselves, Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association, sent a letter to uh, Secretary of Agriculture, Sonny Purdue. We were happy that uh, the Department of Agriculture in Wisconsin had sent a similar letter. All of these asking for that key dairy buy where we would take product, mainly cheese and, and butter and, and products that can be stored off the market so that we can have enough uh, bandwidth to send cheese out to retail and to food service that remains. We have not heard a reply yet, although we do understand talking with our partners at uh, International Dairy Foods Association and National Milk Producers Federation that USDA will be doing this, that they are looking at it. We've just got to make the wheels turn in Washington to get uh, this sort of program up and running as fast as possible. Well, that certainly is good news. Uh, What about change. Obviously, we talk so much about change just in the evolution of dairy and the agriculture industry. But with this pandemic, how do you think this is going to change what processes are doing, not only here in the short term, but in the long term as well? Well, short term, it's it's having a lot of impacts. And it's it's I think it's an opportunity. And one of our members did say that it's an opportunity for all of us in the dairy chain to look at how we do business and whether, uh, you know, we'll be more diversified at the dairy plant level. I think what you need to understand is that there's such a different chain that sends food to restaurants versus a grocery store. It's It, it begins at the, the very make itself, the very product that's made, the size of the product, the packaging, what the package needs to, to say from a legal perspective, how it's used in the, in the marketplace, uh, say bulk shred, going to a restaurant in 10 pound bags versus what you see hanging on the pegboard at the grocery store. So it it makes sense that you've had dairy plants specialize because these are such different markets that it's difficult to say, I am both a food service supplier and a retail supplier. It is done and a lot of people have that mix that's allowing them to shift to retail right now. But some companies have devoted a lot more energy to the food service side. I think it's an opportunity for everyone to look at uh, how they can make that switch to more of a product mix that allows them to be flexible. But honestly, that's a long-term fix. It, It takes probably a year for a plant to develop the recipes for product, the packaging, get the packaging machines in place that that make a 10-pound bag versus a one-pound bag. There's so many aspects to this that would need to change. So in the short term, it's really about what can they do to move milk to other companies that can use it to uh, reduce their their make so that they stay in business and keep moving milk through their facility. Can they find markets in food service as we see in the next few weeks? We hope restaurants come back online around the country. 
John Umhafer is our guest. He is the executive director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. Again, we appreciate all his time and information. We're talking about the pandemic, COVID-19, and what that is meaning to dairy processors along with dairy farmers. And I want to go back to what continues to hang over the dairy industry, and that's the big drop we've seen in milk prices. I mean, there had been a lot of optimism that 2020 was going to be the year we finally rebounded, and we saw that near the end of last year, but now I've seen prices decline once again. And with the uh, talk about uh, looking to dispose milk, is there any discussions or possibility when we talk about coverage for farmers that are going to lose uh, income, especially due to the fact that they might end up dumping some of their milk? Mike, it's, it's important that I should mention that that same letter we sent yesterday also did have the ask that farmers be made whole for any milk they have to put on the ground or... Well, that's great to hear. ...put on their fields as a nutrient. That's part of the ask. And I think it's it's appropriate because there's no one to blame for this situation. There's there's no one that's made a mistake in industry. There's This has not been an, an incident uh, of food safety. This is simply something that's that's rocking the whole world. Um, and the industry, in this case, is, is purely a victim victim of, of something that's outside its control. So we feel that to the extent possible, we'd like the government to step in and make these farmers whole. What about advice for dairy producers when it comes to communicating with their processors? Well, we have seen that almost every processor in Wisconsin has been in communication with its members. And I know that they welcome that communication with their producers. And that communication has to happen. We can't look at this issue as an us versus them. This is an industry that needs to be united against the common enemy of of an illness that has uh, put America on pause for a while. And this is not a processor decision that they would have made in any scenario to uh, to see this sort of cutbacks and to see milk begin to to back up in the system here is, is never the goal. The goal is always to get that milk processed and to always get that next sale. But we're not seeing that in this time and uh, we believe we can get through it. We have to have producers, processors talking. We're having processors talk among themselves. We need every producer to understand day by day what's going on. And I, I'm really proud of the way we've seen uh, the dairy organizations step up in the state, really open up communications on a daily basis with their members. And just for an educational aspect, John, uh, maybe for the consumer's sake, uh, maybe you can explain how Wisconsin's strong dairy processing infrastructure has really benefited us during these rather tough times. We've got organizations here uh, are extraordinary communicators and really have embraced the technology to talk to their members uh, with webinar, with uh, daily broadcasts out uh, in, uh, in the email. These are these are tools that the producers are going to need now to understand what's happening. And this really will be a day by day uh, story. And uh, we're going to have a lot of a lot of positives come out of this, I think, where people are, are connected more than ever before. But uh, we do need each each side of the equation to be open, to be uh, collaborating, to be communicating. And uh, I think that's what that's some of the strengths you're seeing from the organizations that you're talking about. John Umhafer has been our guest. He's executive director of the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. And uh, John, kind of in closing, I'm just looking for some advice, uh, maybe some direction for both uh, farmers and processors. What would your message be to both those groups? Well, one thing that we've told our members and one thing our members have reflected reflected back to us is first and foremost, 
We've got people working on dairy farms and working in dairy plants that are really doing heroic work, showing up for work day after day. When they look around and see that uh, that schools have closed, uh, daycare centers have closed, there's this threat in the air of, of the potential for illness. And here we, when we talk to our members, we're just, just amazed to watch. Uh, no one has reported that they've had a workforce uh, walk off the job. There's, there's literally been none among the members I've talked to that have had people stepping away. It's very moving to see that, and I know that's happening on the dairy farm side as well. So first and foremost, Mike, it, this is this is about keeping people safe because the dairy industry doesn't operate without the thousands of people, tens of thousands of people in Wisconsin or around the country that make it all work. And so that, it, that's, that to me is the primary issue here. Let's keep our people safe so that they can make these great dairy products for everyone. Certainly there have been groups we've been recognizing and honoring for being on the front line. But yeah, sometimes we forget that those on the dairy farms and also our processors are among those on the front line. And we are certainly grateful for what they do. We want them to stay safe and we really admire them and appreciate them for everything they do. We appreciate you being with us today, John. Thank you very much. Our guest has John Umhafer. He's the executive director for the Wisconsin Cheesemakers Association. I also personally want to thank you for listening. I want to thank uh, Joanna Guza for being our engineer and co-producing this with Jamie Mara. They have done an excellent job. It certainly has been my pleasure to help share a little bit more light on what's going on to try to ease a little bit of the fears we all have and try to do that with facts. And that's certainly what John has done today. Again, thank you for listening to this edition of Dairy Stream. Hey, thanks for listening to Dairy Stream. We value your feedback, so let us know what you thought and what you'd like to hear by emailing us at podcast at dairyforward.com.